Hello there. Welcome to this episode of Force Ghost Conversations. This is your host, Anthony King, and this week I am going to discuss some of the recent comments released in Empire Magazine by Star Wars creative executives about the Book of Boba Fett, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, Ahsoka, and the future of the sequel trilogy characters. Before we get started, I'm inviting you to join the conversation with us. We can be found on Twitter at Force Ghost Pod. And you can follow our page on Facebook. We look forward to connecting with you on those platforms. Also, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your listening site of choice. And without further ado, it's time to gather around the campfire for some Force Ghost Conversations. All right, everyone, we are back. And... I really wanted to give a great uh, shout out and thank you to everyone for, you know, interacting with our Force Coast Conversations Twitter page, our Facebook page, the engagement that we've gotten on our social media channels so far has been really exciting. And I really just want to thank you all for uh, engaging in the conversation with us. It's been great to cultivate such a wonderful community with you all thus far. And uh, hope to we continue to grow that and uh, expand the wonderful uh uh, fireplace, so to speak, uh, you know, uh, campfire, whatever you want to name it. Uh, there's more seats at the table, of course, and we're always happy to grow and continue to expand the community that is Force Ghost Conversations. Um, so as I mentioned at the preamble, top of the show, this episode will be about looking at some of those comments that have been made by Star Wars executives Dave Filoni, John Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy about some of the upcoming Star Wars projects. Um, so it'll be, uh, that'll be more at the tail end of this uh, show. But uh, if you listened last week, you uh, were introduced to our first ever segment of the Star Wars, um, the news aspect of this show, which uh, I have affectionately called Cloud City Gossip. So let's get into that. What are some of the news breaking or breaking news uh, aspects that have taken place during the Star Wars universe over the course of the last week or so? And first, I wanted to give a shout out to friend of the show and host of the wonderful podcast, Coffee with Kenobi, and if you ha- uh, Dan's there. And if you haven't listened to Dan's podcast, Coffee with Kenobi, um, go do it now. It's one of my favorite podcasts, one of my favorite Star Wars podcasts out there as well. Uh, just the rhetoric that they're able to discuss on a weekly basis in regards to the Star Wars uh, galaxy and the community, the, the live shows that they do every Monday night are fantastic. Be sure to give... Uh, Coffee with Kenobi, a, a listen and a follow after the show if you haven't already. But I really want to give them, give Dan and company a shout out for the release of their new book, The Updated and Expanded Star Wars Character Encyclopedia. Go pick up your copy today um, to expand your knowledge about everything in a galaxy far, far away. I just got my copy in the mail and I am loving it. Uh, so just great job to everyone involved with creating that new book. Kudos to everybody. So next, the Book of Boba Fett, you might have heard, is coming out on Disney Plus later this month in December, December 29th specifically. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. We're obviously going to talk about some of the, the comments that the executives have been make, making about the show in that uh, recent Empire Magazine article. Um, but some new TV spots have been released, anticipation of the show. They're pretty cool. I don't think they're too spoiler uh, driven. So there's really not a whole lot that you're going to be spoiled about the show 
um, if you if you check those out. We also got uh, the news that it's going to be seven episodes, so get ready for that. And then they're also Star Wars released some awesome new character posters of both Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, highlighting the two main protagonists of the series. Um, so go check those out. They're available on StarWars.com, and all the TV spots are available on YouTube. So uh, just go get excited for the book of Boba Fett coming out later this month. Also, did you watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year? Did you attend in person, perhaps, if you live in the New York area or the, you know, what do they call it, the Tri-County, uh, Tri-State area? If so, you might have seen the Grogu float that was a part of the festivities. But if not, you can still look at the cool pictures of the float on StarWars.com. So go check that out if you really want to. And then finally, some Star Wars new retailer exclusive covers uh, for the next wave of High Republic books have been released. Now, there are a few of them because there are several books coming out in this next wave. So I won't go into too much detail with all of them, but I will say they look really great. Uh, if you're following us on social media at Force Ghost Pie, you notice that I uh, tweeted out some of the, the covers earlier this week with some of my thoughts. I think they're great. Um, and I would highly recommend checking out uh, StarWars.com for the full list of retailers and how to pre-order your copy today. And with that, we're getting to our main topic now. And I, again, I've mentioned this before. We're going to be talking about uh, the recent Empire Magazine article that came out and some of the quotes that have been uh, circulating amongst the Star Wars fan base for the upcoming series that are in production right now at Lucasfilm. Namely, the Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And there's also a slight tease about uh, our favorite sequel trilogy characters, right? Ray, Finn, Poe, uh, potentially Kylo Ren. Who knows, right? Uh, we're we're going to got a little bit of tease about what their potential futures could be. And, you know, we're just going to look at some of these quotes here um, and uh, and uh, break down what, what I think about them, what I'm excited for most about it. Um, and just get really excited for some of these upcoming things that are um, appearing in the brand new uh, year of 2022. So, as I mentioned, that's our main topic of the day. Some key executives of Lucasfilm, such as John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Robert Rodriguez, and Kathleen Kennedy, were interviewed by Empire Magazine in promotion of those upcoming series, especially the Book of Boba Fett, which premieres on Disney Plus later this month. They also provide some tidbits about those upcoming series and then again, the tease. So if you want to check out the full interview for yourself, you can check out the latest edition of Empire Magazine, which is on newsstands now. And I just want to give a quick shout out to our friends at Star Wars Newsnet for compiling all these quotes together in such a wonderful series of articles that really made it easy to uh, dissect and pick apart for the purposes of this podcast. So I just wanted to get to start off at the comments that were made about the book of Boba Fett. And this is a couple of direct quotes here from John Favreau, who is one of the executive uh, producers and showrunners for the series, along with uh, Dave Filoni and Robert Rodriguez. Uh, they were pivotal about bringing the character back in season two of The Mandalorian uh, in, in all of his glory. Those are some of the best, best work, uh, best episodes of that series uh, they they brought Boba Fett back in style and in, and in an incredible way that I was never anticipating. Uh, and I am very excited for the show because of the people behind us. And I, I full trust in everything that they're going to be doing when it comes to book a Boba Fett. So this is a direct quote from Favreau. He said, 
there is a power vacuum because Jabba is gone. Jabba was clearly a very strong and imposing leader who people were very scared of and who seemed to rule with an iron fist. You pull somebody like that out of the ecosystem of Tatooine and hut space in general, and you have the opportunity that's ripe in the gangster genre. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, again, we, we've seen this at the end of Return of the Jedi. We know Jabba's gone, but it's like that question of what happens afterwards, right? I, we got to think. I, we've seen gangster movies, right? You've seen your Goodfellas, you're the Irishman, you know, any Martin Scorsese film, more, more than likely, right? Anytime that someone like the head of the the snake, uh, right, the, the the head of an organization is cut off, someone's got to fill that void, right? And and who's going to do that? Who's going to do that? It looked like Bib Fortuna did for a second there, but maybe he was just too preoccupied sitting on the throne than actually ruling. So what is Boba going to do here? And, and I I'm curious to think like not necessarily how he's like right. He's 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 got a rule right, but how do you do that? How do you be? How do you rule this bunch of ragtag groups of people? How do you get them together under some semblance of of order and law and society, right? And to my knowledge, Boba doesn't have any real experience doing that before. You're a bounty hunter. You're you're going out. You're kind of you're you're a lone wolf. You're doing this all for yourself, right? We've seen it in Dajaran doing it in the Mandalorian. You know, there's canon stories about. Boba Fett doing the uh, doing the the work of Jabba and for other people that he's hired for, and uh, and of course Star Wars more particularly The Empire Strikes Back when he uh, is hired to hunt down Han Solo, um, and then he takes him to Jabba of course. But uh, to being your lone wolf and ruling, uh, being a, the head of an organization are completely different things. And what's what's we're gonna have to really get into the psyche of of who Boba is. What what makes him tick as a leader? What are the lessons that he's learned over the course of his life that make him qualified for such a thing? What is he going to learn on the job, on the spot? Because he is, you're going to have to do a lot of on-the-job training for this job. This isn't necessarily one that you come in with a bunch of prerequisites for preferred qualifications, right? If you're looking at the ND job title for this. There's, there's nothing to that extent. There's nothing to that extent here. Tatooine is a not, a, not a forgiving wasteland, of course. Um, the hut space again i'm sure they've it might be some if i'm if i can speculate a little responsibly here there might be such turmoil in the underground and the underworld right there's so much that could potentially be explored in this series um with that and it honestly i think with seven episodes like i mentioned earlier there's gonna be a lot of time to explore and i hope that's about 40 30 to 40 50 minutes an episode per episode you're going to have a lot of time there to to really dive into this mysterious character, right? I think that's what a lot of people loved about Boba back in uh the 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 late 80 the the late no, not the, the late 70s, early 80s, right? It's going to be exciting to see like what what a guy that had married, you know, what what three, four, five lines at most uh and then in the return of the Jedi gets bumped by <laughs> Han uh Boba Fett, Boba Fett where? And then uh he gets a uh, you know, his jetpack goes off and he falls into the Sarlacc pit. How does he get out of the Sarlacc pit? How does that change him as a person? He has this, obviously has this moral compass code now, uh, the way he handled the, the Din Djarin situation in The Mandalorian Season 2 with helping him get Grogu back. Uh, you know, there's going to be... I, I'm very excited to see where this all goes. I think there's going to be a lot of 
wonderful canon tidbits and details when it were in regards to this. And just specifically from this quote alone, I, uh, I think that Favreau's head is in the right place here when it comes to Boba Fett. And of course, he's flanked by Dave Filoni, who worked with the character during the, the, the Clone Wars series, the animated, the great animated series on uh, Disney Plus right now that you can go check out, where they explore a little bit of young Boba beyond uh, the Attack of the Clones. And of course, Robert Rodriguez is just one of the, probably the hugest Boba Fett fan that I've, I've ever met. Uh, or I haven't met him, of course, but, you know, it just to, to, that I am, I'm aware of. I'm aware of how much of a fan Robert Rodriguez is. And the fact that he's involved in this series uh, is, is, is astounding. He's going to do great work on this. I'm very proud of that. Um, so here's another quote from Favreau in regards to the book of Boba Fett. And he says, quote, we'll see a lot more of his true character in this season. And you'll definitely see him have to turn barbarian mode. What does that mean? Barbarian mode. I think if you've seen the like the the, the trailer, right? They released a trailer a few weeks back, uh, of course, in anticipation of the Book of Boba Fett series, get people excited for it, you know, get a little bit of tidbits of the story and whatnot. You see him going absolute ham with his like uh, this heavy weapon vibro blade with you know bludgeon force, uh, very metal kind of. Uh, big heavy weapon thing. I don't even have the words for it to describe right now. Uh, but <laughs> I think he's going to, he's got to exert his dominance in some way, shape or form in this, in this world here. Right. We're going to have a bunch of people who are like, why should I follow you? And he's going to be like, well, if you don't follow me, here's why. And then he's going to make an example of somebody, you know, he's, he's, he'd said in the trailer, he doesn't intend to rule by fear, but with respect. And how do you garner respect in some ways, uh, through, uh, and in, in dealing with with this type of uh, with these type of people in the in the Star Wars underworld, right? That's how do you, how do you garner respect from a, a bunch of ragtag ragtag people? I'm I don't have the answers, and I'm I'm very thrilled to see what uh, Favreau, Filoni, Rodriguez, and company uh, put together for us here. Because I I am an open book when it comes to this. I I am very excited to see all around what they're able to put together on this but barbarian mode that's that's a very specific terminology there when it comes to this and i honestly i i think it's the only way to describe it appropriately right uh again you gotta be a little brutal when it comes to ruling getting to the top i mean obviously him taking it from taking the throne from big fortuna uh in the post credit scene of the mandalorian season two season finale uh, he, he didn't ask to take the seat. He just, he just came in there and he knocked off Bib Fortuna by, by murdering him on the spot right there. Uh, <laughs> so there's going to be some, some seedy work. I imagine it's going to definitely be fun to explore a bit about the gangster genre and star Wars a bit more. So, uh, all, all good stuff here from Favreau and company in regards to the book of Boba Fett. But that isn't the only thing coming down the pipeline in terms of the Star Wars universe and the Disney Plus series that are coming up. Kathleen Kennedy, who just got a contract extension at Lucasfilm uh, to be, I believe, what's her, I don't know her exact title, but she's pretty much the, the head of the overall side development uh, at Lucasfilm. She's, she oversees and runs the company, of course. Uh, but she's talking about one of the most anticipated shows that they have coming up on the platform. Of course, this is the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Now, a little spoiler for you all in the coming weeks here. I'm obviously going to talk about that one minute teaser that appeared on Disney Plus Day a few weeks back. Um, 
And so, so don't don't forget about it. I've, I know it's coming. I'm very excited to do it. It's going to happen. Just be patient. Be patient. Patience. Patience. Uh, but she was also asked about the Kenobi series for this interview through Empire Magazine. And uh, I want to share this quote with you here that she shared. So, quote, they hadn't seen each other, hadn't seen one another in a long time. Uh, taken away from the quote. This is, of course, about um, in regards to Hayden Christensen, who played Anakin Skywalker during the um, the prequel trilogy, as well as Ewan McGregor, who plays Obi-Wan Kenobi, and will play him again. They're both reprising their roles in the Kenobi series, of course. So let me start this quote again from the beginning. Quote, they hadn't seen each other, seen one another in a long time. I was surprised at just how incredibly emotional it was for each of them to find themselves back in these roles. And just realizing how important Star Wars was to each of them. It was the beginning of their careers, end quote. And honestly, I am so thrilled that just they're, they're, they're both back on set. And, and in these pivotal roles, like I was at the ripe age for to become a Star Wars fan at, at the time that the prequel trilogy was coming out, 2002, 2005, of course, 1999. Uh, I was there in the theater on opening night for all three of these films. It was very impactful for me. It's, it's partly the reason why I'm doing this podcast right now. Uh, these characters are my my heroes growing up. They're still my heroes now. Um, so just to hear how excited they are to, to be together again, how emotional it was to them, right? I think, you know, if you look at those quotes and interviews that they've done and or that they did in the years beyond uh, the prequel trilogy, I think it's just kind of natural, right? They're going to want to look at other things to do with their careers. They don't want to be typecasted into the Star Wars universe alone. You know, they're going to look at some different things to explore their their acting prowess and look to be involved in different IP franchises, what have you. So, you know, they distance themselves from Star Wars a little bit. And I know Hayden hasn't really been too involved in acting ever since 2008, nine or so. And he's had a little bit of resurgence lately, I think since 2015, 2016, 17 onward. But the fact that they're coming back to these roles that I didn't think I'd ever see them again, particularly in. I know Kenobi... Uh, at least Ewan McGregor had his little line. These are your first steps, and uh, the and the, the like, like, like a kind of flashback scene that Ray experiences during the Force Awakens. But to, to just see how right, you know, time heals all wounds. They're able to reflect on their careers, see what was most important to them, and sometimes it's just fun to just be a part of this universe again. I think probably some of the revitalization of Star Wars by Disney. Um, creating new films, the series of uh, the Clone Wars, Rebels, Mandalorian, uh, Resistance, of course, don't want to leave that one out, has really sparked this renowned interest in and in returning back to, to Star Wars for them. Uh, and the fact that they're just so uh, emotionally involved, invested in this project is just only good things that I have to, I only hear good things about all, when I see this quote. So I'm very excited for that, of course. That hopefully will come out in 2022. Um, and uh, we'll get more details probably in the next couple of weeks, maybe even a trailer one day. Who knows? I'll probably break the internet when that happens. But uh, only good stuff from there. So another quote that we got from this wonderful magazine article, interview series, whatever you want to call it, uh, from Dave Filoni, who is, the, of course, the uh, producer showrunner for Star Wars The Clone Wars. He basically created the Ahsoka character, which is a fan favorite. Uh, it's one of my favorite characters. She's one of my favorite characters. And to see her in the Mandalorian season two, played by Rosaria Dawson 
was such a wonderful treat of having grown up uh, basically with the Clone Wars, seeing every episode, its resurgence back on Disney Plus, uh, her and Rebels, of course. Uh, it's just she's just a, a wonderful character, and I'm excited to see that uh, she's getting a series and live actions too. Uh, bringing back Rosario in the, in the in the titular role. I know we're getting some casting news here and there uh, that haven't been really confirmed by Lucasfilm, so that's why uh, I'm trying to stay away from those a little bit. For aside from uh, you know speculating about who those characters could be, because they haven't really named who they're going to be at this point. Um, but uh, in terms of the upcoming Ahsoka series, Dave Filoni is of course going to be entirely involved in that. He's he's right, working on writing it right now. As far as I understand, I believe it's going to go into production very soon in early 2022. And um, this is what Dave Filoni had to say about the project thus far. Quote, I thought of this adventure for Ahsoka for a long time. And it's interesting to see how it's evolved. Years ago, I would never, I never would have imagined that it was sprung from a branch of a tree that had anything to do with a guy like Din Djarin or a child that looks like Yoda. It's a great lesson for me on how. When you have other creative creatives like John Favreau, they can help lend such dimension and depth to what you're doing. Uh, again, great stuff. Great stuff here. The Ahsoka series is probably one of my most anticipated things coming up in the future of Star Wars. Uh, just transitioning that character to live action is just so exciting. I know people have such fond memories and love of this character from the Clone Wars animated series and Rebels, of course. Uh, but, you know, she's going to be able to reach a whole new set of fans that are going to be able to to watch this live action stuff and people that were, you know, afraid or not, not willing to participate in watching the Clone Wars series Rebels will now be enticed to go back and see those wonderful character moments and arcs of Ahsoka during that time. <clears throat> and it, I, I think it's only going to be a good thing for Star Wars and you know, I, I wish Ashley Eckstein, uh, who voiced the character during those um, those animated projects, and she also did voice the character at, during the uh, the Force Ghost or Force Voice moment, I guess if you want to call it, in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I hope she has somewhat of a role in the in the show, and I know that's been a little bit of a uh, a sore spot for some people um, in regards to the series and me as well. I wish I, I wish that she could have. Um, done done some more work with the character as well but i'm very happy to see what rosario brings to the role i know she's watched all the all, all the backing history um work with the character um so I'm, I'm excited to see what she brings to the role as well uh and just uh, just bring uh, ahsoka to a larger audience but it's, it's interesting that um how how Dave is leaning on John, of course. Uh, Dave, of course, got his first live action work, as far as I understand, through The Mandalorian, because he'd only been an animated guy to that point. Um, and and with that transition, he's really been able to 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 put his foot on and some and, and, and dip his toes into the the world of live action, which years ago you would have never. Unfortunately, you would have never really had too many crossover chances like this before. But with streaming, uh, you're you're able to do that. You're able to do all that, and it really brings Ahsoka to the forefront. And who knows what could happen down the line with where they're planning to go with all these series if they're trying to connect them in one climactic event at some point down the line. Um, it's just great, and I, I like the fact that he's leaning on Favreau here because there are things that Favreau knows about making movies. Of course, he's done the, the all the Jungle Book, Iron Man, uh, Lion King, uh, and he's just involved in, in various other Marvel projects. Um, 
you know, he is he's a breadth of knowledge in regards to live action work. So to bring that back into the fold, it's, it's super exciting. Um, you know, he's 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 got a language in there in terms of how to make it possible. And of course, creating the volume where the Mandalorian is filmed and shot and other series have been doing so up to this point. He, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a very technically sound mind. But like when it comes to story and character, I trust Dave Filoni more than anybody when it comes to that. The character arcs that he's done for characters like Ahsoka, Ezra, Kanan Jarrus, Harrison Dula, Sabine Wren, you name it. It's it's fantastic. Fantastic work. And if you haven't seen any of Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars The Clone Wars, please do yourself a favor and go watch some of those key episodes. I'm sure if you just look up you know, most important or episodes to watch, you're probably going to get a list of like five or so if you don't really want to do the full deep dive into every season, which I would recommend you do. Just there's a lot of great stuff along along the way there. But, you know, go go check out some of those episodes. You'll you'll see the true brilliance of all the people behind the scenes with Filling's creative mind at work there. Um, but getting this all together, the, the, the mend of these two wonderful creatives is really powerful for Star Wars, especially in the Disney Plus universe, that they're able to have their hands in all these different pots, right? Boba Fett, the Mandalorian, Ahsoka. Uh, they, they don't really have, to, I don't think they have too much of a hand in the Kenobi series, but, you know, they, they taught basically Deborah Chow how to use the, the volume. And, you know, she got her work a couple episodes on the Mandalorian that really helped get her the, the, the job for Kenobi. So their, their hands at least in terms of either being a teacher or the one doing the teaching are all on the table there when it comes to all that. But the Dave's Filoni, Dave Filoni's quotes here are astounding. I like hearing every, all these aspects of it. And he's just surprised that he found the Avenue to do this story and tell it through um, the work that they've been doing on the Mandalorian. And uh, that, that's just wonderful, wonderful stuff here. And then finally, we got a little tease here from Kathleen Kennedy again on the sequel trilogy characters um, and what their futures might hold for the Star Wars universe moving forward. And of course, when I refer to sequel trilogy characters, I'm talking about Rey, Rey Skywalker, Finn, Poe Dameron, uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully some uh, Rose Tico. Um, you, you never know. The sky's the limit when it comes to these wonderful characters that we spent the last four or five plus years or so with uh, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and a lot of people love these characters. I love these characters. I love those movies. They're wonderful movies uh, and wonderful additions to the Skywalker saga. And I, I'm a really big fan of, of all that stuff. And I'm happy. I, mean, I look forward to doing the deep dives with all of us on, on, the, on those movies when we get to that point in this program. And I hope that you'll eventually get to know all of my thoughts that, that, that possibly arise on whatever to do with all those movies and and you know, we just do deep dive in certain scenes and with the characters and what it means for them at that point in time but uh in regards to that kathleen kennedy said the following quote certainly those are not characters we're going to forget they will live on and those are conversations that are going on with the creative team as well so i don't know if that means you know it's a very broad way of saying it but the fact that she was even uh, willing to bring up that those conversations are ongoing with our creative teams. Uh, that's exciting to me, whether it be through a comic book, a book, graphic novel, uh, manga, young adult reader. It doesn't have to necessarily be a movie. I would love it for it to be a movie. I would love for it to be a Disney Plus TV series. I would love for it to be an animated series. But I just want to get more 
time with these characters. They're wonderful, wonderfully well-written, well-fleshed out, a lot to discuss for, for these characters moving forward. Their stories don't end, as we know, with Star Wars. So time, and in real life, too, your journey doesn't end just because one chapter ends, right? To, if I can spoil The Rise of Skywalker for you all, which I hope you've seen at this point if you're listening to the Star Wars podcast, it ends with Ray looking at the Ray Skywalker looking at the twin sons, declaring who she is, and she's ready to go off on a new saga and then a new journey as one journey has come to a close. Uh, she literally puts Luke and Leia's lightsabers into the into the ground in a ceremonial process at the uh, at the Lars homestead there uh, on Tatooine, and then she she too is looking off to the twin sons like Luke once did, and and uh, she she's uh, she's. Uh, sure of who she is as a person, but she needs to be get tested again in that world. She needs to go out and find who, who, what makes Ray Skywalker tick, what makes her a person, what makes her the, who she is. Is she going to go create a, a whole new Jedi order? Is she going to just be her own person, you know, be a roving Jedi, kind of do what Luke did and try and find out what does it mean to be a Jedi? Who knows? Who knows? I, I would love to know what Finn's up to. What is Poe Dameron doing these days? Um, I, I, I'm excited for it all. And just the fact that these creative conversations are happening at Lucasfilm is really, is really cool. Really cool. I mean, they may not amount to anything, but I hope that they continue to have those conversations. And I know that as time moves on, I think the fervor for wanting these characters and more storytelling avenues will only increase. Um, so there's just so much to discuss, uh, uh, hopefully moving forward with that. There's um, so much that can be done storytelling wise. And I hope that Lucasfilm takes up the mantle and hope and uh, creates opportunities for these characters to get more time with us, the fans. And with that, I've discussed all that I had for these quotes. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Force Ghost Conversations. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Force Ghost Pod and on Facebook as well. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review the show wherever you can on your listening site of choice. We're available on Anchor. Uh, We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it. If there is a place where you can get your podcast, there is a good chance that you'll find Forest Ghost Conversations there. Be sure to share us with your friends, your family, um, and uh, just let's just continue to build this wonderful community and fandom that is within the Star Wars universe. And we'll be right back next week with a new episode about uh, something in regards to the world of Star Wars. I haven't yet fully determined what I'm going to talk about yet, but it is coming down the pipe. So please be sure to check us out next Sunday for a new episode. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful week. Take care.